Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, welcome to the 47th episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and uh, we're going to continue our series in Proverbs today. And we've been looking how to live and uh, use wisdom in our lives. So uh, we want to encourage you to get out there, get your friends on, share on social media. Uh, you can even send an email link to them, uh, get signed up and all those things that will help uh, get the word out. Uh, Pastor, when I was a new believer, when I got angry, both me and my friends would say something like, uh, you know, I'm about to get in the flesh. We would say that, mm-hmm. and it, you know, try to make it sound more spiritual. You know, we couched it in different terms. But actually, it revealed a truth because anger is almost always an activity in my flesh, yeah, not my yeah, spirit, yeah, yeah. not the spirit of God that lives in me. And and in the early part of my Christian life, especially, anger was that area that uh, I struggled with. And and I wish I could tell you, sometimes it still rears its ugly mm-hmm. head in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, surely Proverbs has something to help us with yeah. this universal problem, I think. Proverbs has a lot to say about anger. And we know this, anger is not always sinful. Mm-hmm. There is such a thing as righteous anger. Yes, there is. But most of us don't practice that. <laughs> I was going to say, very rarely do we practice No, it. we struggle with it. We struggle with anger, and we struggle with, with our response to situations, and we let our anger take control of us. It's, it's just not a good thing. And so we need to talk about how we can better handle our anger. Uh, but before we start talking about that, let me ask you a question, Trey. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Because it's coming. Hit me. Hit me hard. 2021. Okay. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, continuing the uh, plagues of Egypt. I'm not sure if I'm yeah, ready for 2021 it. can't get here fast enough, can it? We're in June oh, 2nd. Okay. You so, you mean you think it's going to be better in 2021? It, it better be. Oh, okay. 20, more than 2020, I mean. Yeah, yeah, but 2021 needs to be better than 2020. So 2021, we are about six months away from mm. January. I'll take it. It's going to feel like 60 years before we get there, though. I'm afraid so. Man, it's fun. It's it's not been fun. I mean, but what... <laughs> It's been terrible, but what's been fun e has been to to watch the different memes that people have posted mm. on social media and just kind of how bad twenty twenty has been and six level Jumanji that kind of stuff and yeah, it's yes, been a crazy it, it year. It has been one of those years. Yeah. So the the COVID crisis, if that wasn't enough, to make you angry. I mean, mm. being locked up in your house for two or three months mm. and who knew what was happening? And now this past week. I mean, it's been a it's been a rough week. Has been tough. Uh, you know, if, if if you're listening to this uh, on the day of release, you know that this past week has been filled with people responding to a very tragic and a very unjust mm. um, situation, uh, and and pe- people have you know rightly responded. Uh, some have responded with a lot of emotion uh, because they are angry. They don't know what to do. And when we get that, I mean, we're all angry at what happened mm. uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, but, you know, some of that anger has been displayed in ways that probably isn't the best, yeah, right? And so, agree. so what do you do? What do you do when you're angry? And, and there's a lot of anger right now, a lot mm-hmm. of anger because of what's just recently happened. A lot of anger at, you know, the government for how they've handled the COVID crisis, a lot of anger because 
let's just be honest. We have a tendency to be angry people. It doesn't mm. take much to make us angry sometimes. You can be riding down the street in traffic, and all of a sudden you're pretty angry because the guy cut you off, and you said some things you shouldn't have said to him, and you honked your horn. And as I li- as I listen to worship music, <laughs> right, <laughs> so I'm listening should... to worship music. Some guy cuts me off. You, I can't. Believe right, right. Just... It just doesn't take much to make us angry. <laughs> oh, you know, man. and and so how do we control our anger? How do we control our anger and and actually how do we use it in a way that honors god because you know this i mean anger in and of itself is not sinful Mm -hmm. anger is an emotional response to a situation but what we choose to do with that anger can be either god honoring Mm -hmm. or can be downright sinful and 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 the problem is is that most of the time we choose what's downright sinful with our anger rather than choosing to take that anger and use it in a way that glorifies and honors God. So just as we get started, right, let, let's think about a, a, a passage of Scripture in Proverbs. Proverbs 14, 29, and 30 says this, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. So I, I, this hasty temper, I guess that's what we call explosive anger, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, but it but it does clarify that it there is times that you will be slow to anger. Yeah, be slow to anger, right? Don't let it take over, and you be slow to anger. And we'll talk about how we can sure, be slow sure. to anger as we move forward. Uh, but but just the idea of a hasty temper—that's mm-hmm. what most of us have. Yes, something happens, and we respond. We respond emotionally. We respond like with that. with words of negativity or criticism. And so so that anger, and you know this, Trey, anger is powerful. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, when something happens that, that riles you up, that makes you angry, it affects everything about you. It, anger clouds your judgment, right? I mean, how many times have you said or have I said, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I got angry and I did this and man, mm-hmm. I regret it now. Or said this. Or said know. this or whatever the case may yeah. be. That in the moment of anger, it clouded your judgment so much that you did something dumb that you later regretted. Mm-hmm. That's what anger does. It, it just affects everything. It, it, it affects your body. You, you know how it goes. I mean, when, I when you get anger, angry, you can, you can feel your heart rate start mm-hmm. to race. You can, you can, you can, uh, you know, feel yourself just getting a little sweaty. The mm. palms are getting sweaty. I mean, uh, your blood pressure rises. Uh, you can feel the stress. I mean, I mean, it affects your, your emotions. It affects your, your physical body. Anger really does affect everything. And so learning how to be slow to anger, um, is a big deal. I mean, and, and we know this. I only have to say this. Anger certainly affects our relationships. Wow. Right? I mean, think about what Proverbs fifteen eighteen says. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Mm. That's good. Hot-tempered man stirs up strife. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't like being around angry people. Mm-hmm. And, and we all know people like that. And maybe it's you. Maybe it's me. But we know people that, man, they're just quick to lose it. Mm-hmm. And those people who are quick to lose it, I don't want to have anything to do with. I don't enjoy being around them. I want to stay far away. But, 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 those people who are slow to anger, kind, mm-hmm. just, you know, slow to speak, always when they do speak, have a word of wisdom instead of a word of explosive anger, those are the kind of people I want to be around. So, you know, well, pe- anger, it really does destroy relationships. People that are slow to anger, though, I, I think the principle, it, it's, it's kind of like anything. When you do something a lot, people don't pay attention. 
Yeah. But if you have somebody that's basically a calm spirit and you do see this righteous indignation or anger, whatever you want to call it, and they're that way, you yeah. go, wow, yeah. this is something I need to pay attention right. to. Right. So Absolutely. You actually have more impact by not being an angry person. Yeah, I would agree it's with that. It almost sounds opposite. I would agree but. with that. So the question is, all right, for those of us who struggle with <clears throat> you know that uncontrolled anger that expresses itself and fits a rage or saying things we shouldn't say or doing things we shouldn't do, how do we bring our anger under control? Now, if you were to read, you know, different resources or maybe listen to a pop psychologist, they might give you, you know, some some techniques, mm-hmm. right? You need some techniques. Count to 10. Count to 10. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Breathe in, breathe out, count to 10. Use bring your back. Bag. Yeah, use a pair of bag. Bring yourself back down. Throw something. Kick somebody. You know, you get some techniques. Have a punch. Have, pu- yeah, I, yeah. I saw this thing where they actually get a little doll and punch, punch it. Punch a doll, right? Why not? That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, but there's all these techniques yeah. for um, how you can control your anger. But I think that the best way to control your anger is not by having different techniques that you can go to. Now, it might be good for you to count to 10. That's not a bad idea, I guess. But I think what helps your anger more than counting to 10 or, you know, venting until you feel better, I think the best way we can learn how to control our anger is today start thinking differently. Mm -hmm. I agree. A change of mindset will ultimately lead to a change in the way that you handle your anger. So we need to learn how to think a different way. Well, okay, well, let's do that. Let's start by talking about God. Think rightly about God. So if you're going to learn how to control your anger, it starts, one, with thinking rightly about God. Now, we don't have to say this verse again because we've talked about it so much now as we've walked through Proverbs, but we need to say it again because this is helpful when you think about anger. Proverbs 1.7 and Proverbs 9.10 say the same thing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom, mm-hmm. the fear of the Lord. Now, when we talk about the idea of the fear of the Lord, remember, again, what we're talking about, we're saying that that the fear of the Lord, it is this this knowledge that you and I have. We know that, that everything we do is seen by a holy God. Mm. There's nothing we can hide from him. He knows everything about us, every thought we have, every emotional outburst we have. Uh, he knows the meditations of our heart. Uh, he knows everything about us. Nothing is hidden from him. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we know who God is. This God who sees everything we do and knows everything we do and knows everything we even think, he is a holy God. There is no sin in him. Yes. And this God who is a holy God, he has a righteous anger towards sin, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, if you go to church very much, you've heard a preacher like me say that, that God is a God of wrath. Mm-hmm. Talk about anger. That's right. That is anger. He is wrathful, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, he, he's not out of control with it though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he doesn't lose his cool and just start you know, striking people because he's lost his cool. Mm-hmm. That's not what God does. His His wrath is under control. He does not sin in his anger. So he's it's, perfectly angry. He's perfectly angry, and yeah. in his anger, yeah. he always does what's right and just. Mm-hmm. When you and I are angry, we oftentimes do not do what's right or do not do what's just. But God, in his anger, he always does what's right and what's just, right? And so, so... In his anger, what he has done is that he has punished sin at the cross. Mm. Because he is angry at sin and the effect that it has had on the people that he created in his image, he has dealt with sin. Mm -hmm. But you and I know this. God is angry 
But God is also a God of love and mercy. That's why he did it. That's mm-hmm. why he sent his son to die in our place. He, because he's just, he had to deal with sin. He had to punish it. He couldn't just overlook it or sweep it under the rug. Because God is a just God and always does what is right, he had to punish sin, mm-hmm. right? And because God is angry uh, at sin, he, he had to take care of it. Oh, yeah. And he took care of it at the cross Amen. by allowing his son to die the death that we deserve, experience, experiencing the punishment that all of us are due, right? Mm-hmm. Now, so in that way, we thank God for anger, for God's anger. Yeah. Because it was him getting to the root, which is sin, you know, not taking it out on me. Yeah, <laughs> he took yeah, it out yeah, on what yeah. the problem is. Yeah. Think about this verse. Though. Think about what Psalm says. Psalm 711 says this, God is a righteous judge. Amen. Praise God. And a God, now listen to this, who feels indignation every day. Man. We don't think about that because when no. we think about God, we think about God as being all love and he is all love. But but when you're all love, you've also got to be a little bit angry, right? Mm-hmm. Because you realize how sin has affected the love that people have for God. And so so you think about this verse, Psalm 711, God feels indignation every day. Think about this. John 336 says this. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. That's good. Whoever believes in, in what Christ has done, that through his death and resurrection, the anger of God has been resolved, it's been satisfied. Whoever, believe that, whoever believes that has eternal life, but whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. That's interesting, right? Very. That at the cross, Jesus did satisfy the anger of God by taking our sin upon himself. But if you reject that, if you reject what Christ did on the cross for you, the anger of God remains on you. Mm. You will suffer an eternity apart from God because of your sin. Because what sin is, it is an absolute rebellion against God. It's to look at God and say, not your way, my way. I know best. You don't know what you're doing. So God's anger is a result of his holiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. But listen to this. Listen to this. God has dealt with his. Uh, God has dealt with our sin, mm-hmm. right? By by allowing Jesus to die on the cross, and as Jesus died on the cross, he experienced the anger of God, the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. And now for us, listen to this: Psalm one hundred three eight. The Lord is merciful and gracious, yes. slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Psalm one hundred three ten. He does not deal with us. Listen to this. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay according to our iniquities. This is good, right? Mm, The psalmist is talking about the forgiveness and mercy and grace of God, which was manifested at the cross of Christ. At the cross of Christ, we we see, right, how merciful God is. At the cross, we see that God does not deal with us according to our sins. He deals with us according to his grace and his love and his mercy. So all that to say, man, you read the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, it's very obvious that, that God is a God of anger. He's mm. angry at sin, but at the same time, he is slow to anger. He's but, slow to anger. So and when you said that, all of a sudden it hit me. He's asking us, when he says to do that, yeah. he's asking us to be like him. Be like him. Imitate slow him. to anger. Because think if God was not slow to anger. Oh, boy. If God was not slow to anger, how would he treat us? I'd be a greasy spot on the sidewalk. Yes, he would strike us all dead yeah. the minute we're born. Yes. Right? Mm. God's angry, and because God is angry, he did something about our sin, what mm-hmm. he was angry at. He provided a way for our sins to be forgiven, for us to be made right with him through his son, Jesus Christ, by allowing his son to experience the wrath of God on the cross 
He's angry, and he dealt with our sin at the cross. So his anger could be resolved at our sin. He's slow to anger with us. I mean, if you're breathing right now, right, it's evidence that God is slow to anger. Amen, and we should be thankful every single day. Right? And, for, and think about it. Even for that person who's not a follower of Jesus right now who might be listening to this episode, God is slow to anger with you. If you're mm-hmm. not a follower of Jesus, what you deserve right now in this second for God to strike you dead because you're a rebel against God, you are constantly sinning against him. You are constantly shaking your fist at God and saying, God, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing if you're, if you're not a follower of Jesus. And God should strike you dead right now. But he's slow to anger. And every day you live and every breath you take is an opportunity for you to know and experience the grace of God. He is slow to anger. And so you think about handling your own anger. It does begin with you thinking rightly about who God is. God is a loving, merciful, gracious God who is angry at sin. Mm -hmm. Yet at the same time, he is slow to anger. He puts up with you. Amen. Not only does he put up with you, he provides a way for you to have a relationship with him in spite of what you've done to him through Mm -hmm. his son, Jesus Christ. Right? So first of all, we need to look up. We need Mm -hmm. to look to God and think rightly about God, but then we need to do a little introspection, I guess. And we need to, number two, think rightly about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about what Proverbs 16 says. Proverbs 16, 32 says this. Whoever is slow to anger, right, like God. God is slow to anger. Mm -hmm. Now, the Proverbs says, whoever is slow to anger listen to this, is better than the mighty. Wow. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. So so here's the question. If God is slow to anger toward you, Trey, mm-hmm. toward me, yeah. if God is slow to anger towards us and doesn't fly off the handle but is instead extends grace to us, how in the world can we be a people who've experienced that grace, right, mm-hmm. and then turn around and, and act so viscerally when somebody offends us. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that, that man, we have a God who's been so slow to anger with us. Yet when somebody ticks us off, we immediately fly off the handle and say things we shouldn't say. And, and so it's thinking rightly about God than thinking rightly about ourselves, that mm-hmm. we are people who've been redeemed by God, that we should imitate him, that there should be a change in us in the way that we respond to situations because of who God is and what he's done for us, you see? So think rightly about ourselves, which causes us to ask the question, why is it? Why is it that we're so quick to act on our anger? Why is it that we're quick to fly off the handle? Why is it that we're quick to lose our cool? I think the Bible has something to say about that. The Bible that. does have something to say about that, doesn't it? So you think about James 4, mm-hmm. 1 through 3, for example. Exactly. James 4 says this, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Mm. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain or contain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. So James says the reason why you fight, the reason why you quarrel, the reason why you murder, the reason why you covet, all those things is because of what? There's something going on inside of you, selfishness. Mm. You want your way. You don't want God's way. You Mm -hmm. want your way. And when you don't get your way, you fly off the handle, Mm. right? And so so that's the problem. We get angry because we do not get what we want. Slow to anger? I mean, no, I'm not going to be slow to anger because I want what I want right now. want it now. And so that usually is why we... 
start to get so angry and it says you, control. It says you do not because you do not ask. You know, and I think part of that is we don't want to even be patient enough to ask God to wait on Him to do what He needs yeah, to do when yeah, He needs to yeah, do it. So yeah. yeah. So so listen again. There there is a such thing as righteous anger mm-hmm. when we see injustice like we saw last week with uh, the the mm. the tragic death of George Floyd that mm. was such an act of injustice that mm. should cause a righteous anger within us. But let's be honest. The things we most often get angry about are not things like that. Mm-mm. They're stupid things. The dude cut me off in traffic, right? I yeah. didn't get my way. You yeah. didn't treat me right. You didn't say this to me. You should have said this. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that make us mad, the stupid things, right? You know what I'm saying? And so so, so listen to what Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says. Be angry and do not sin, right? Anger is an emotion. You can't help sometimes but get angry. But what do you do with your anger? Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. When you allow your anger to take root in your heart and you begin to respond out of a heart of anger in a way that is inappropriate and in a way that is sinful, man, all you're doing is open up an opportunity mm-hmm. for the devil, mm-hmm. right? I mean, think about this. Proverbs 29, 22 says this, a man of wrath stirs up strife and one given to anger, watch this, causes much transgression. When you live with an angry heart because you're not getting your way, mm-hmm. all you're doing is opening up a door for the devil, and it's just going to lead to more sin. You're going to say that thing you shouldn't have said. You're going to do that thing you wish you wouldn't have done. It, that's all it does. Anger, when you don't control it, man, it really does lead to more sin. And so then the solution is to think rightly about you. Mm-hmm. The reason why you and I get angry so often and, and lose control and say things we shouldn't and do things we shouldn't out of, um, out of our anger is because we're selfish. Mm-hmm. And so really, at the end of the day, we've got to learn how to deal with the real problem. The real problem is a sin problem that needs to be dealt with. There is selfishness. There's pride. There's ego. There's something in us that's causing us to act out in our anger. So that war that's going within us is just kind of over, uh, overflowing, whether it's a war with whatever sin is going yeah. on in our lives. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. overflowing yeah, and yeah, it becomes yeah, yeah. anger. Yeah, so think rightly about God. Yeah. He's slow to anger and merciful and gracious. He calls us to be as well, right? Mm-hmm. Think rightly about yourself. The reason why you oftentimes explode in your anger is because you are not actively dealing with the sin problem that dwells deep within you. I can agree with that. Right? I think that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't stop there. Also, we got to kind of then get the outward focus where we, number three, think rightly about others. Yeah, so if my sin problem is all I think about is me, I am the center of the world, right? My way or the highway, shake my fist at God, I want what I want right now. Then the way I see other people, I see other people in this way, that other people exist for what? To serve me. To serve me. It's about me. Other people exist to fulfill my agenda. Mm -hmm to make me happy, to bless me, right? And that's not thinking rightly about others. People don't exist to serve you. Instead, you exist as a follower of Jesus to serve others. Amen. That God has Amen. saved you and God has called you uh, to share the gospel and spread the good news of the kingdom by laying down your life for the sake of others, right? So think rightly about others. Others do not exist for your pleasure. You exist to serve and to bless and to invest mm-hmm. for the sake of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, so listen, people are going to offend you, but you got to get over it. Right? And some people are going to offend you greatly. But what you can't do is when someone offends you greatly, you cannot respond in anger and lose control of your emotions. Right? Leave that to God. 
Let God deal with the hearts of people. And you keep on blessing a servant. Think about what, uh, what the Bible says, for example, in Romans 12, 18 through 19. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So, so there are going to be times when you're angry at people mm-hmm. who have really done bad things to you. I mean, that does happen in life. But, but listen, let God take care of that. God is a far better judge than you are. God is far better able to, to work in people's hearts than you are. Let God be God, and you strive to live holy. You strive to be slow to anger. You strive to bless and encourage to the best of your ability. And so I think what that means for me, if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to strive for peace, if I'm going to strive to to bless and encourage, I'm going to strive to be um, slow to anger, it's in just a couple of things. One, I've got to learn to overlook minor offenses. Yet those are the things that drive us crazy. Those are the things that drive us crazy. And then the weird. Because reality is, yes, that some people will hurt us and hurt us immensely. Yes. But not often. Let's mm. just be honest. That doesn't happen every single day. But what happens every single day are those minor offenses that, that, um, that cause you to lose your cool. The words I use are, that really hacked me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those things. Yeah. Your, your kids don't clean their rooms like you think you they go. should. Yeah. Uh, your, your wife didn't get the laundry done or, <laughs> you, you know, whatever the case may be. There's yeah. these little things that just kind of grate at you and tick you off and cause you to say things to your family members that you shouldn't say, right? But I love what Proverbs says. This is a great verse. Proverbs 19.11 says this, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Overlook. There's a lot of things in life you just need to overlook. Overlook, man. Right. Get just buy it. It's going to be okay. Mm. So what that that all the laundry didn't get done? It's not the end of the world. So what that your kids did not get their rooms as clean as you wanted them to be? So what? Move on. Overlook it. Because if you don't overlook it, it's going to drive you batty. Mm. And you're always going to respond out of an angry heart if you don't learn how to overlook some of those things that easily offend you. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that's a great verse. It is a glory to overlook an offense. And then secondly, and, and man, we need this instruction uh, in today's uh, culture. Just be quick to listen. Mm-hmm. Right? Pro, uh, James 1, 9 talks about this. Be, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Mm-hmm. Proverbs eighteen thirteen says this. If anyone gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. And you think about everything that's happening in our culture right now, whether it's, it's you know, what we're seeing in response to the, the uh, tragic death of George Floyd, or even whether it's some of the things we've seen happen in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. How would things be different right now if we all made a commitment just to listen? Right? I, I don't know who said it, but I think it's a, a great phrase. You, I'm sure you've heard this said before, Trey, many times. Seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Yeah. That's a great piece of advice to live by. That, 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 Trey, I don't know all of your story, maybe. And before I start sharing my opinions with you about what I think you should do or how I think you should respond to certain situations, maybe I just need to hear your story and hear you know, where you're coming from. My word is, uh, I use two little words. I say, tell me. Yeah, tell me. They say, man, That's I'm good. really mad. Da, 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 da. I said, tell me. Yeah. Let me hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, we might, uh, you know, we might totally yeah. agree, yeah. you know, or, you know, so that's always a good way. Listen, just yeah. listen. You let them tell you a little We're bit. We're always ready to speak our mind, aren't mm-hmm. we? And speaking our mind gets us into some trouble. Lots of trouble. 
But man, just think about people who are broken and in need of hope and encouragement and in need of Jesus. Man, how would life be different if we would all slow down and just listen to each other mm-hmm. before we opened our mouths? Because everybody's got a story. Mm-hmm. And if you listen long enough, man, I just believe that, that God is going to show you how to minister to that person who's hurting, right? Amen. And then, then just finally, just don't give up on reconciliation. Don't give up on people. Don't give up on that person you're angry at. Work towards reconciliation, forgiveness. You don't have to be angry all the time. Amen you really don't. Think rightly about God. Think rightly about yourself. Think rightly about others. If you'll begin to think rightly, that's probably going to help you to get your anger under control. All right, we got some angry people out there today listening. All right, seriously, <laughs> I know we do. Okay, so stop! Don't be angry at me. I'm sorry. No, but what I'm saying, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 okay, where where do they start? I mean, yeah. we they they've seen something happen yeah. in the news or whatever. Where do they start and say, okay, yeah. this is what I got to do? It's where we start with anything else. You got to be honest. Mm-hmm. You got to be honest about who you are. Mm-hmm. You need to recognize that it's a problem, and it's a problem. God, this is a problem for me, and I need your help. Help me to think rightly about you rightly about myself, and rightly about others. So it starts with honesty. you got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Some of you are angry all the time, and you don't think you have a problem. You do. Wow, yeah. You do, mm-hmm. right? So just mm-hmm. be honest about it. you got to be honest, and you got to start dealing with it. And the Lord is faithful. He's faithful. If you're a follower of His, He is faithful. You, you turn it over to Him. His Spirit lives within you. He's going to help you to overcome that anger. I think it's a timely word today, brother. Yeah, that really yeah. is. So why don't you close us out as we... Uh, Get ready for next week. Yeah, I hope this has been helpful for you, and I hope that as you have listened today that that God has been speaking to you, especially if you you struggle with this issue. And I know we all struggle with it from time to time, but listen, God wants to help you. He wants to help you to bring your anger under control so you can live for his glory, so you can learn how to be slow to anger. So if this has been helpful for you, we want to invite you to uh, share this with a friend so they can be encouraged and blessed by this podcast. Also, if you don't mind, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week and as always um, leave us a review a good one like a five star one we like those and as always we hope that this episode has helped you connect faith to life